Get her going, get her going. Welcome live, episode 11, Playing the Win Series. Joined by my good friend, Aaron Cleary. Welcome, Aaron. Hello. Hello, people. How are you today? <laughs> you know, a lot of people complained the other day because I had a guest on it before the train wreck that was afraid to have an opinion, apparently, was what I saw in the comments. And today we have a man that has no fear of voicing <laughs> an opinion. Who, who'd you have on that didn't have an opinion? Uh, Sean had, uh, brought on a divorce mediator and, uh, you know, he, you know, he brought some interesting knowledge to the table, but he was just, um, too in the middle. He didn't, he, he didn't want to lead in any direction, which is fine. But, uh, yeah, sometimes Almost. it's hard to have people to voice their opinion nowadays, yeah, but, but as, everybody's too afraid. As a mediator, shouldn't that be his nature to be yeah. kind of in the middle and understand? Yeah. Or? Yeah, you know, but yeah, some, some some clarifying questions on some topics, and you're looking for some clarity, but it doesn't always come your way, unfortunately. No. I don't know. You ever do these live shows with uh, guests? I mean, you did the one with me and Ter Terrence Pop. I, I, I would love once. to, but uh, of all people you know, there's only 24 hours a day. Some have to be spent sleeping, and I was finishing writing that book. You're writing your book. We I don't. Wait, when's taxes? You guys have taxes on April fifteenth, or is that different when you got to file your taxes? Uh, I think we got pushed back to August, but uh, you have to make your retirement contribution by is it February? No, it's March first. I think it was, and uh, I think taxes for me were are are due in April, but they pushed us back to August. So the good old Canadian government gave us a little bit of a, a break. So yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Springtime, your taxes are due, and it's just there's not enough time. I would love to have, you know, a new guest on every every day, uh, but it's just that your schedule's got to match up. And and the other thing, uh, I am amazed. I have to compliment you though. This is I have I was just when you first asked me to come on the show. This was like six and a half years ago. You said, "What are you doing?" March 15th, whenever we originally set out to have this be done yeah. at 8.15 uh, p.m. Eastern. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow there, Rich. And I was just very impressed. It wasn't that long, but I think it was at least two or three months ahead of schedule. Like, dude, was, how do you how much do you have planned out? Well, I well, I try to line my guests up so I don't have to skip a week. You know, because yeah. it's because it's an every other week show, and I try to get into the routine of doing it on a schedule. Because everybody kept telling me when I started to kick off with YouTube that you need to be consistent with your delivery, and around the same time, especially if you do a regular show. Uh -huh. um, so I always try to like line up my guests week after week after week, sort of thing. So I think you were like three weeks out or something around the yeah. time. It actually had to bump you. I had to bump you because there's somebody had to pull in, which was kind of important mm -hmm. for a certain broadcast. But you and I are cool that way. But yeah. Yeah, I just it. One of the things I like about this career, if you can call what we have here a career, we'll call it a career. Uh, <laughs> this this profession, this this thing that shat itself out of the sky. Like, yeah, I'll do this. Sure, it's my calling. Whatever, sure. God. Right, I hear you talking to me. Um, I mean, you can play it how you. You're you're much more professional about it than me. But one thing I love is I don't have to be at the office at eight a.m. sharp for the eight fifteen you know loan committee meeting. It's just like, yeah, you know, and I will call. So, hey, you want to come on? And like, yeah, I got nothing going on. And so that's, it's much more carefree. So I don't have the the consistency or, you know, at, you know, tune in, same bad time, same bad channel. I don't do it. And, and yeah. oh, I'm sure it cost me something, but I, I like that freedom. And well, I feel like doing now, you know, I was like, yeah, let's well, do this. That's, that's a different kind of playing to win model that I, 
that I wanted to kick this uh, kick this conversation off with you because that's really what I'm trying to aim to do with these uh, shows. Let's let's have some conversations about chasing excellence, and everybody has their own version of what that looks like. And I know you've got yours. You know, you're an author. You're a you're the only belly dancing, ballet singing, <laughs> rock climbing. Uh, rocketeering, uh, yeah, I you know, motorcycling. Go for, I can't wait to take economist. you for a hike when you come to Vegas, Rich. I can't wait. We'll go for a hike. Oh, we'll go I'll go. I'll go, oh, man. Okay. I got okay. some legs on me. Don't okay. worry. You're okay. gonna have to try to keep up with your short little legs, my friend. I heard you know, it'll be like a wiener dog happens. and a German Shepherd hiking. Yes, I'll be taking three <laughs> steps to your one. Yes, let's do it. Um, yeah, so so I kind of kick these off with um, you know the question. So what does your version of playing to win look like in your life? Because I see two distinct areas how men can play. And, you know, you can either play to win or you can play not to lose. And they sound similar, but they're very different. What does what does playing to win look like for Aaron Cleary? Uh, I don't know if it would fit neatly in your dichotomy. And, Doesn't and I don't need know if to. It's your own version either. of it. Yeah. What, I, I sat down one time and, and figured out what is, <clears throat> at least in terms of economics, what the, the goal is of every individual or not necessarily every individual, but at least for me and what other people would be. And that is you want to spend the maximum amount of your uh, life doing what you want. And a certain amount has to go into, you know, food, clothing, shelter. You have to work, you have to support yourself. Um, you got to get to go get some training. You got to get some hustle. <clears throat> you got to make investments, but you know, and, and not everyone, you know, if you're born into wealth, okay, cool. If as long as you, learn some financial management, you don't have to work period. But I think that's, that was the main thing for me was freedom because we didn't have money growing up. Uh, we were excited to go to Kmart or target. You know, mm. I was, cause we got to leave the house and that formula was like, I don't want to answer to anyone. I don't want to you know, working, uh, in banking. Why I couldn't stand it. And I was like, no, I am sick and tired of watching all my my friends go to Disney World when I was a kid, or they come back with the latest Atari twenty six hundred game. Not that it was materialism, but they just could do what they wanted, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of and try as I might, I originally tried to go the route making money through banking. That's what initially gravitated me towards finance and economics. Like, well, that makes sense. I want to make money so I don't have to work. I can have fun for the rest of my life, uh, <clears throat> which ironically didn't result in in a great career or job, but. Uh, it, it did teach me about finance, economics, minimalism, budgeting, and sent me down the, a, a quickly learned path as to how to attain that and achieve it through entrepreneurship, minimalism, stuff like that. So philosophically, um, winning in me, uh, to me is I'm answering to no one. I generate multiple streams of income through uh, uh, diversify, not a ton of clients, but, but enough uh, that, and I don't lose my main customer and the factory goes out of business. And then I'm doing what I want for the maximum amount that it was theoretically or possible for someone from your situation uh, to, to spend their life. So that that's pretty much, it's, it's the amount, not necessarily the money, uh, but the time. That's really what's important to me. Like, so when I wake up, yeah, I got to do my chores and yeah, I got to do this, but you know, the, 10 of the 16 hour waking days is doing what I want to do. So that's, are you, that's gonna... are you in Vegas right now? Or are you up north? No, no, I'm in Minneapolis. Okay. Um, I don't think I ever asked you, but why did you, why did you leave banking? Like what happened? Uh, it was the financial crisis, the build up to it. Uh, what I, right before I left, eight? what's that? 2007, eight, <clears throat> 2006. Okay. Um, uh, cause my first book I published in early 2007, 
Which one was that? I was, uh, behind the housing crisis or okay. behind the housing crash. And that I published the day Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy. So I knew this was coming and was writing it up to the buildup. Mm. Um, and my job back then was a credit analyst and I would underwrite and analyze the loans. And these loans were, were garbage. They were just garbage. And so I take the numbers. I'm like, this is, I don't know if any of you have seen the, uh, uh, the, the big short, the kind of the numbers guy there that was played by, um, the guy who played Batman, I forget his name, but whatever. I was the numbers Which guy. Batman, to... there's always a new one every year. Well, uh, uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale's character, he played some PhD in math or something like that. And he, he was crunching the numbers on the investments. I was crunching numbers on loans. It, it, I was like, these are not going to get paid back. And that ran me right in uh, heads with the uh, management of the different banks I worked at. And it, it basically got to the point where They'd want me to fabricate figures, which, by the way, is illegal, um, just so that you could get the ratios. Or they, well, let's take his last year's tax returns. Like, no, 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 we could we get this year's tax returns. Uh, so that that's why, and I couldn't do it anymore because it was impossible. They say analyze this loan, and it's math. It's it's not an opinion piece. It's math, and I'd analyze the loan, and then I'd write up the report. Like, I don't know if you did this correctly. It's like, yeah, I, I I've done this for quite some time. I did it correctly. Well, you're not a team player, and just oh, so it and then I remember I just quit. I couldn't take it anymore. And then uh, sure enough, the crash happened, and 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 that's coincidentally how I'm here because that was the first that was, is what prompted me to write the book. Kind of sent me down this alternative career path. Uh, but that's why I got out of banking. Is just I couldn't I, I couldn't lie. That was what it boiled down to. I couldn't just like start making up numbers, uh, putting them in reports. When did you write Bachelor Pad Economics? Because that was my first introduction to the manosphere. This 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 gay nightclub that is now the called here. the manosphere. I got uh when was the birth of 2013. 2013. Is that the only one that you've uh committed to Audible? No, most of mine are on Audible. About the only one that isn't is the black man's got out of poverty. Uh, because it just isn't the volume of sales to warrant making the money back. <laughs> and then okay, also my, so my I've got enjoy the decline, curse of the high IQ, mm-hmm. poor Richard's retirement. Mm-hmm. Richard Cooper, poor Richard's retirement. Is this a book? It was, I should it was be Benjamin reading? Franklin, uh, poor Richard's almanac. That's why okay. Benjamin Franklin's picture is on. He was bald too, though. Okay. Well, it's, so. it's a handsome look. I'm, I'm not too sure about the fluff or the scraps <laughs> he's holding on to on the side. And you got worthless. So, I've I've read Batch, Bachelor Pad Economics. Sorry, I listened to it. So, which one should I grab next off this list? What's your recommendation for you? Of, yeah, um, because you're so versed in the red pill, I don't think there's much that would you wouldn't know. But I would say get Curse of the High IQ. I think that would be one uh, a little bit different, a little bit out of the standard genre you're looking for. But still, I got credits here, so I might as well th- th- throw a credit at this. You know, we'll have a listen. There's nothing to do with this Corona COVID stuff going on no. right now, anyway. No. Uh, I should probably finish writing my book rather than listening to yours, though, right? Yeah, probably <laughs> should. Well, because it generates income. Once you get that done, man, it's a it's a it's a perpetually generating. Uh, asset it's a it pays a little bit of a dividend every month especially I, with your following Absolutely. i wrote a couple of books like seven years ago on on debt and mm-hmm. i don't know it it throws like 20 to 40 bucks a month at me <laughs> it's not much i don't know uh 
like I'm not doing this for the money. I mean, if it makes money, great. But I just kind of wanted to distill all the ideas in one place, so so it's at least in a piece of paper or a stack of papers people can have. If, you know, if I get blown up tomorrow, or I get taken out by a COVID nineteen seventeen thirty one belly dancing squad of zombies. You never know what's going to happen out there, man. No, no. I um, there's a super chat here. Let's just throw it up quick and acknowledge uh, Kid Max's Red Aaron's new book. Great book. What's your newest book? Uh, well, it's it's technically not my book. I wrote the original version of it, and it's about ninety percent originally mine. But then I sold it to a guy called Vince Barrick. Oh, the he no, edited, the it, made one. changes, put his own kind of little spin on it. I, I've read through the new ver. It's if, for those of you who want to read Cappy, it's it's me. Cappy one hundred and one. Um, yeah, Cappy. Well, this is advanced Cappy. This is dark, and that's one of the dark. reasons I sold it. Is this is the darkest thing I've ever written because what I was forced to conclude was. Just, just horrible. <laughs> just it's over horrible. It, forget it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like looking into the abyss. And I'm like, oh, and it's also so scathing and so accurate, and it cuts so precisely at the exact people it needs to. That I was forecasting a backlash, and um, I was kind of like, I like. Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit, yeah. but I like, I like having my uh, the life I got. I don't, I don't need to be on Fox News or anything like that. Uh, thankfully that backlash has it came it's 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 selling all right uh yeah but the 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 new book is called how not to become a millennial um and that's exactly what it is we have a we have something that's very instructional in front of us an entire generation that failed and it just pulls the lessons to learn uh, from those mistakes that we made as a society and as a as a generation but um that's who it's under vince barrick if you're a gen zer that's that's originally for it's who it's for because they have a future um and it's also a a, a big uh criticism uh there it is there if you guys yeah, want to grab it big editorial on uh on society and if you liked any of my other books i mean you'll like this too but i, I it's uh it's i'll just warn you read one chapter at a time don't don't read it at night don't read it when it's cloudy out don't read it after you're depressed. You know, go for a run, get the endorphins going, then read one chapter. But it, it's it's again the darkest thing I've ever written. Um, MSP, what is that? Minneapolis, St. Paul. Ah, got it. Okay, so you're in the same area as Amos. Yep. Um, all right, let's pull that down. Thanks for the super chat, guys. Appreciate them. Uh, oh, you have a ask here on U.S. election predictions. What do you think is happening this fall? I mean, you got looks like Sleepy Joe Biden is, yeah. is the guy's nickname. Like he's a guy that Trump's going to run up against. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the guy doesn't even look like he knows where he's at half the time when he's talking. You know, that's the, really not, the best they can do. No, it's not the best. I, I, the Democrat Party, it shows you they're corrupt because, you know, and the irony, their name is Democrat, meaning everyone should have a vote. Well, except they're the ones with superdelegates within their party, and Bernie should have won the nomination the last time. It mm -hmm. looks like Joe's going to win it this time. But the Democrat Party this time, they had not the people I agree with politically, but they had some people that I think could have beat Trump, like Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, Pete Buttrig or Buttrig, uh, I, I wasn't, but these were younger non-establishment candidates. Now we got two guys over 80 who's been in the Democrat party before either of us were born. I mean, these guys were politicians before we were born. And now I think Trump will probably win it. No guarantee, but, um, Biden just, he, he, you know, everybody on the other, uh, other team wants, Oh, look, he's lost it. But no, he Something's off, man. I, I don't I think Trump is gonna chew him up and spit him out. 
Yeah, he's, I don't know, man. I've, I've watched a couple of short cl- clips and sound bites. And granted, you know, they only chop up like the worst of what he's got to say, mm-hmm. but it, it's not very impressive. I mean, even, even Justin Trudeau does better as a speaker than that guy. I got to be honest. Well, and I'm, I'm not for like, oh, you're old, you can't run, but you got to be healthy. Well, you got to know where you are at least. Yeah, yeah, you got to make sure. You, yeah, you can't be smelling people's hair all the time. I, I, and and even though Trump is old, I think because he's got a hot, relatively young wife, that keeps him young and fresh, and he's happy to get up in the morning because he's got this babe on his arm. And, you know, people can hate on a, a Melania all they want, but it's like, you know, that kind of gives a guy a muse. It gets him up in the morning, and, you know, I think his – his synapses are firing a little bit better because the guy's got a little testosterone in him. But you know, Biden, yeah. gee, I, I'm Bernie. Oh, they should they should honestly run testosterone tests on these leaders. If you don't have acceptable levels, you can't run for office. You're you know you got to go back to the gym or something and start doing some deadlifts. What would Finland do? They'd have no one. Yeah, well, there you go. They'd only have a parliament. That's all they'd have. There you go. There's your prerequisite right there. It deals with that real quick. Uh, somebody said they plan on putting Hillary and Michelle Obama in place of Biden, Bernie. I don't know what the hell is going on with that, but it's, you guys are in a bit of a mess right now. Yeah. Um, I think he'll, he'll probably choose a younger running mate. Uh, I don't know how you could choose an older running mate, but he'll find a younger, I presume female or minority, something to obviously get that vote. Um, but I mean, if he's smart, I think he'd go with Tulsi Gabbard. Or somebody that was born after World War II. I mean, anyone. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not even politics. It's Maybe like, just will you boomers go away? Like, what's that? Maybe ask for somebody that was born after the Korean War. Yeah, could you could you get someone just just anyone under 50? I just anybody. <laughs> oh God. Um so what's your take on COVID-19 coronavirus? What's what's the captain capitalism uh, theory on w- what's going on right now here with this? I want to hear your Well, the 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 problem is and and as well as you know, you can't know what to trust anymore. This is anything uh, a a damning testimony against government and media because they've been fanaticizing and making everything clickbait for so long, you don't know what's real, what's not anymore. And so what I do is I go by the numbers. And even then, you don't know. Uh, the numbers, I mean, I know this is going to sound very harsh and, and callous, but this is me. It really does seem to be affecting only old people. Um, based on my age group, there's a 0.6% chance that if I get it, I'll die. 0.6, six-tenths of 1%. Uh, every chart is going like this. So it could be spreading. It, you know, the, the numbers are the numbers. And, uh, you know, uh I, I don't doubt those. And I think the is it the CDC, maybe it's the World Health Organization, has some really good graphics, updated charts and data. So I go there because I'm like, all right, this is about as authoritative as it gets. But unless I start seeing some bodies in the streets and ambulances going down and helicopters in the sky, I think we've blown this way out of proportion. Um, again, I'm not I'm not at a hospital. I don't know what's going on. But as the numbers are starting to come in, I'm like, okay, is this really just a bad flu? And, uh, but that doesn't correspond to what I see with government shutting everything down. I'd, I'd, I'd like to have faith in the government say, wow, they know something better than me. But all the data I keep seeing doesn't indicate that this is anything worse than a flu. 
Uh, so mm. I'm I'm playing it easy. I don't, you know, I don't have a choice. I can't go to the gym. I can't go to restaurants. Everything's closed. I are did you laying spend, low right now? Like you're quarantining yourself? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. But gosh, you got to get out. So I went and hung out with the nieces. Don't care. Oh, the little kids are carriers. They're practically little zombies that'll kill you if you look at them. Don't, don't care. I want to say hi to my nieces and uh, use them as weights because you can't go to the gym. Um I, I'll get food uh, at the gro uh, at the grocery store, restaurants, uh, but you you can only get to go, um, and uh, you know trying to like eat the food now, not go into my reserves in case. Oh wow, it really is bad, but I'm not losing sleep over it. Um, time will tell. I bought a lot of stock. I I bought a lot of stock. That's what I had. Oh, you're buying my, already? Oh yeah, I bought. I ah, oh, Rich, I I should have been more patient. Oh, let's talk uh, about that because every once in a while, like every every couple hours, I'm getting a message from somebody going, talk about stocks. You know, what do you think's a good buy? And the funny thing is, is when you talk about it, somebody's like, ah, stay in your lane. You're talking about the wrong thing. You can't make anybody happy these days. For here, here's here. I'm gonna. You want to know the truth about stocks? Well, let's well let's hear it from the banker. You know, you're looking at credit facilities. So let's. Nobody let's knows. I want to hear them. Nobody knows. I don't care if you go to the central bank or Goldman Sachs and you get the world's greatest economist. Nobody knows because you're trying to predict the future. And so when people ask, I think they're. I'm they're, surprised you're buying so soon, though, because I think we're way. Well, that's where I that's where I was. Oh, Rich, I saw blood in the streets and it was enough for me. And then I, yeah. and then it went down even more. I was like, oh, I just. But here's here's the thing. You can't time the market. All you can do is know that, hey, prices went down. And what, what I try to liken it to is, is like uh, you want to buy a burger cheap as possible. And so you go look around at different bars and you say, oh, and it's happy hour at this bar and you get a burger for five bucks. And normally that burger would cost 10 or 11. Well, you got a great deal. You got a great deal. Nobody gets pissed off then when they find out that the next bar down the road has Burger Tuesdays where you can get it for three. What you should be happy about is that stocks are are thirty percent cheaper than they were a month ago or two months ago. They That's are. really you know pants went on sale. Your favorite video game went from sixty bucks uh, down to forty bucks, and so uh, that you know, I bought mm, about halfway through that I think. So and, let's go. So I just want to use a little bit of my reasoning here. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not the ballet dancing, world beating economist. Rock. There can climbing. only be one. There can yeah, only I'm, be one. Yes. You know, I can only be a couple things. But right. uh, let's go back to 2008, nine. Or the hell. So I'm just using the Dow for argument of purposes, just to keep it simple for the people around the world. Uh, why doesn't this go any? There we go. Come on, chart. Work with me here. There we go. <clears throat> right. So 2007, eight. Right. Mm-hmm. Dow sitting at 13.5. What did it get up to? Where's the peak? 14. We'll call it 14. Low on that was seven, seven and change. So about half. So yeah. basically halved, right? Right. We got a peak here around 28 and change, probably 29. Let's just call it 28. So what's half 28? 14,000. That's what I'm going with. I'm looking for buying opportunities under 16 right now. Mm -hmm. so and you can, and you can do that. I'm spending on my cash right now. Yeah, what what I would do, and this is what I should have done, but I, I, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like I don't want to be watching the news every day either. Uh, do dollar cost averaging, you know, buy two thousand here, two thousand there, two thousand mm -hmm. there, because who knows? Tomorrow they could say, hey, uh, someone came out with a a, a cure uh, for coronavirus. 
and we don't have to go through with all this stuff. And then your opportunity to buy was gone. So, you know, I'm not, I can't give advice. I can't tell people when or when not to buy. I can tell you it's 30% cheaper now. Hmm. And that if it does go up because something happened, they discovered something and oh no, we're all okay. That's going to jump real quick. And then you're going to be there 30 years from now. I could have bought back in 2020, but I didn't. You'd all be retired, but your grandpappy Richard didn't do so. So I, you know, dollar cost average into it if you want. What are the industries that you're looking at? I don't look at industries. Index. Just do index. You do indexes? Which yep. one are you looking at? Uh, the S&P 500. Uh, and it, it, I don't know. Maybe we should explain index investing a little bit. Go ahead. More. Yeah, explain to the people. Yeah, because this is very simple. Very simple. There's actively managed mutual funds, and then there's just non-active or passive or index funds. So actively you're going to up on the screen just to give you a yeah. little visual. Right. So here's the S&P 500 index. And all this is, an index is just a measuring tool put together by different banks at different Wall Street or you know, finance companies <laughs> in different countries to measure how the overall market's going to do. The S&P 500, for example, is just the 500 largest uh, stocks in the United States. What they found over time is that if you just invest in the index, you will beat anywhere between 85 to 90% of the investment professionals. And you say, well, why? what does that have to do with anything? That's the difference between an index and an actively managed fund. An actively managed fund is you're paying somebody to choose a group of stocks to form their own mutual fund, to form their own index they think is going to do better than the index. And this is one of the reasons nobody should even be listening to financial advisors anymore. 85% of these people who go get their master's or the PhDs fail. They fail. <laughs> you without any education... Investing in the index, no, no guarantee going future, but if history is any indication, you being fresh off the boat could go ahead and invest in the index, and there's a very, very, very good chance you're going to beat the professionals at this. Mm. Now, there's some people like Warren Buffett and others who have a good track record of being the index. You can invest in their funds if you'd like, <clears throat> but me, I go index funds because my focus on time. I don't have time in my olden days. I would pour over financial statements, look at companies, try to find data no one else found, and sometimes was successful. But you're talking days and weeks of pouring over the most mind-numbing. You know what? Life's too short. Index fund, they take a much smaller percentage. Some of the actively managed funds take up to 5% your, your net assets every year. I like, oh, that's 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 steep. Uh that's what I do. I just throw nine. There's not just the S&P 500. If you're younger, um, you could go ahead and like, if you go through a company like Betterment or um, not, I think it's Robinhood. there's, there's these um, robo investors that all they do is invest in indices. They don't invest in individual stocks. Is so it this one here automated on Betterment, all AI. Yeah. Yeah. Betterment is the one that I use. I'm not endorsing them. I'm just saying this is the one I'm happy with them though. Mm -hmm. And they throw me into a portfolio of indices based on my age. So I got a little bit of international global portfolio, uh, high risk index. I got uh, a fair amount of the S&P 500 because I'm middle age. And I got, uh, I think it's the, not Barclays, the, uh, yeah, Barclays bond index. I think I got some in a long-term bond, but they, they do it all for you. And you know, unless it's a hobby, unless you really enjoy finance and reading through income statements and reading the Wall Street Journal and realizing all the idiots on CNBC really don't know what they're talking about, um, it's not worth your time. 
throw the money in a diversified portfolio of indices. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to go down. It's going to go up <clears throat> and just sit and let it be. And there's no guarantees on that, but you free up your time, your, your costs for managing the fund, not only in terms of explicit financial outlays, you got to pay to Betterment or a company like that, but your time. Do you guys have the option to do a self-directed retirement um, yeah. fund? Yeah, well, okay, we yeah. have we have like a whole suite of different like you got a four hundred one k and IRA. You guys got the RRSP, right? Yeah, and that's and that, we got RRSP and TFSA. Okay, and uh, one of them is where you're with a company. The other is where you're not with a company, or your company doesn't offer one. Well, either way, you get a tax yeah, you can benefit for your company too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, I'm unique because I have uh, my own company, so I have a SEP IRA. But without going into boring details, yeah, you you go through a company. They'll say, do you want a, an IRA or an RRSP? Yes, you do, because you get tax benefits. And and that's where uh, most of you should uh, invest the money uh, if you have it and you're looking to invest. That's that's what I'd recommend. What's your view on uh, housing in the real estate market? I It's based on price to rents, and it's all, re, it's all local. Like Vancouver is probably insane, uh, but it always has been. Uh, compared to say Calgary after the oil boom, that was a great buy. Um, but it, it's hard to say nationwide because real estate is so local. It's not an, an exact transferable commodity. It's not like a share of IBM here is the exact same as a share of IBM there. Um, <clears throat> but I'd have to look at the the data again. It's not as bubbly as it was in 2006, 2007. We're nowhere near that. I, I pulled up like national price to rents, which is kind of like a price to earnings ratio. It's it's over the historical average, but by like 15 to 20%. Is it bubbly? Yes. Is it going to be a crash like uh, 2007? It could be. I mean, something horrible could happen. But the thing with real estate is people got to live somewhere. Um it's not like the the house goes bankrupt. It's still an asset. It's still a house. It could still be rented out. <clears throat> also, when I look at month supply, that's another thing people didn't look at, uh, depending on what town or region you're in. The uh, Realtors Association will should they should not always, but they should put together statistics. One of which is month supply. So if we stop building houses, how long would it take to sell out of the current supply of housing we got? And it's tight. It's like two to three months still in some places. Mm. Um, but when, whereas before the housing crisis, one thing I remember McMansions were like at a 1.8 year supply. And <laughs> uh, no, we don't need to make any more. Stop being, you're not a team player. Shut up, Clary. It's like, all right, never mind. What's um, a McMansion, if you can define that? Because that's oh, a unique term that I've only ever heard you use. Really? You've never heard the word McMansion? Uh, I the first time I heard McMansion was when I grabbed Bachelor Pad Economics. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this is this is basically when you buy way more house than you need. Right. And the McMansion is like McDonald's. They would bang these things out like an assembly line. So this wasn't an actual mansion that was, you know, custom built and custom made and you had the money, like you had the cash. This was made for the double income couple who would borrow and lease everything. Uh, they would have no money uh, by the time they paid for their car payments, their insurance, their student loans, and their house. And so you get a five-bedroom, four-bathroom house for a family of three, mm -hmm. You know, so that you lived in this neighborhood. I don't know how school districts work over in um, 
in Canada, but here, one of the primary determining factors is how good the school district is. Mm -hmm. So people will li literally, you go Wyzetta, which is a town here in the suburbs in the Twin Cities. That's quote, the best school district in the state, I think, certainly the region. And across, on the border of the road, across is Plymouth. It was, I think, $75,000 difference between the same house across the street because your kids would go to Plymouth, perfectly fine school. But if you were on that side of the street, you went to Wyzetta. And so soccer moms, even though the kids are morons and they themselves are morons, and you kid, you could throw the kid into the Harvard, they're going to still come out a moron. They would pay an extra 70, 50, 100 grand to live in Wyzese uh, to do that. But uh, yeah, McMansion is just a... It, you know, the property brothers, they're from your country, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. When they go in and the budget is $750,000, like how the hell they get that money? That's kind of a McMansion and it ain't got no kids. So that's, that's what that is. Got it. Uh, Jacob says for stocks, I'm buying shares little by little each day. So if things reverse, I have stocks purchased rather than waiting and risking missing the curve. Mm -hmm. Dollar cost averaging, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's one here from, uh, I don't know what an acorn is. Uh, Christian said, uh, what's your opinion on acorns? What is that? Acorns. Hang on. Let me double check. I think acorn investing is where. Is that an American term for something? Yeah, it's a, no, it's a company acorn investing. Acorns is investing apps to let people automatically round up spare change. Yeah. That's what the, I wanted to double check, make sure. So you get the app, <clears throat> uh, you tie it to your credit card and you go to the gas station and you buy $12 and 43 cents. And then with acorn, you can round up the 57 cents to your IRA, your 401k. So, um, so it charges your credit card and then puts the difference in your investment savings. Right. Right. And <clears throat> that's cute, man. They just keep <laughs> inventing new ways to, to, to get, to get money charged through the fee processing system. Don't they? Yeah, but I, I guess it's better than not investing at all. It's, but you're right. Yeah, at oh. the end of the day. Yeah. But if you're if your strat your grand strategy is like, well, seventy five cents every two days will go to my account. Like, yeah, you know what? Um, you're still not going to have enough money. You have to be throwing in. I mean, the younger the better. The younger, like I'm talking, starting at eighteen, you start throwing in fifty dollars a month into a into a mutual fund or an IRA in an IRA or four hundred one k. That's going to help. But if you're like the average person, you're going to school, you have debt, you don't have a lot of money left. Oh, you could always find money for beer and whatnot. Rounding up 35 cents is not going to, to do it. You need to be socking away 100, 200, 500 ideally every month mm -hmm. um, and, and doing that through a cute little app. You know, This is like the girl who says, well, instead of four cookies, I'm going to have three. And I took the stairs one flight up. And it's like, no, that is not. <laughs> That is not, oh, I parked the car on the other side of the parking lot. No, that is not oh, running six man, miles. You know? yeah. Guys, uh, by the way, if you're watching this on other platforms like Facebook or Twitter or Periscope, head over to YouTube because um, I only monitor the comments off the YouTube stuff. So if you want to hop in and chime in or ask questions, just uh, do that. It just it just makes it easier for me to curate everything. Um, man, we could talk for hours. I could I could shoot the breeze with you forever. Um, you know what I came across today was an electric Harley Davidson motorcycle. Have you heard oh, about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not what do you want to know about bikes, it, Rich? You? <laughs> You're not going to give up the gas bikes anytime soon, are you? No. Well, I, have you ever been to Sturgis, Black Hills area? No, but they have a big rally. Um, actually, the stop. Yeah, okay. I've been to the stop. Okay. Yeah. 
So one other thing I wanted to throw at you too, since we're talking about stocks and electricity and gas and all that, uh, people are still buying up Tesla. And it's beyond me the amount of money that's that's being thrown at Tesla, a company that makes no money, you know, realistically. And an economy where gas is really cheap, beyond cheap. I mean, we haven't seen this cheap in ages. I mean, it's not going to stay this low for a long time, but these these prices are here for now. I don't see a, a long-term future for Tesla. What do you think about that? It, it will stay... It will, it will stay floating as long as they keep getting infusions of cash. And if people still Which, where believe- Where is it going to come from if the government's so busy with this COVID and- the, the government could fail to stop giving Elon Musk money. That could happen. Um, but it's the same thing, I think, with uh, nonprofits. People will invest if they believe in it. And I think a lot of your money is coming from charitable people who- uh, uh, either sincerely or through virtue signaling want to believe or want to help out the environment. Uh, so they'll invest in green technologies and Tesla is the foremost of that there and not irrationally. So, because it's like, look, here's an electric car. People understand that they can see that you say, well, we can take this microbe and it'll chew away a plastic and, and people won't understand that. And it's not sexy. So as long as people want to invest in, Tesla, almost as a charity investment, like you're gambling, you're throwing your money Seems away. That way. Yeah, and and it will it'll employ people. They'll make electric cars. I feel like it it's will, one part charity and one part virtue signaling. Yeah, and so when the rich guy gets his, you know, his Tesla, oh, I got a Tesla, and I, I see him a lot in Vegas. Um, <clears throat> there's a prestige they think that comes with it. They oh, look at me, I'm good for the environment. Like yeah, okay, but yeah, as long as you keep throwing money at, I mean, Amazon. I think was not profitable for the first 18 years of his existence, yeah. but people liked the idea. They kept throwing it money and then it did turn a profit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, you know, if, if it's other people's money, I don't care. Just don't have the government bail it out. I don't want government guarantees, but, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not a big fan of these government bailouts that keep happening. I don't, I don't see them stopping anytime soon. I don't know if no. Trump will or not, but he seems to have an issue with uh, stock stock buybacks. Um, companies are doing that with government bailout money. <laughs> what? Did you give it to him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see here. I got a couple of super chats. Uh, Dula says your opinion on defined risk option strategies. You have a, a view on that? Not, not really. I, I, options trading is investing in options. I never really got delved into much. I do know this <clears throat> with options. Uh, options, the original intention was to lower risk. Originally in uh, agriculture, I believe, where Farmer Brown would spend all year plowing fields for potatoes. Uh, then he'd go to market and find out that there was everyone planted potatoes and he lost money. So what options did is you could buy it from insurance company or a finance firm and say, look, you're going to guarantee me $5 a bundle for potatoes. And then he'd have this contract, it's insurance policy basically. And, and then um, if all of a sudden the market price of potatoes was four, he's like, oh, I got this contract. And he could force the finance company that wrote that contract, that option, <clears throat> to pay him $4 per bundle for potatoes. Now, what ended up happening is people started trading the options themselves because they have a market value too. They're a financial security. And it's very, very risky because the option is is uh, not a share of stock. It's it's a, basically a bet on what will happen to a share of stock, what will happen to the price of a commodity. So the swings can be very wild, which makes them attractive for people who are high-risk investors. Mm -hmm. And then there's ways through math and finance and uh, uh, 
hedging and saddling. You could buy an option. You could buy a counter option. You could buy the underlying. You could short the underlying. As so, uh, but that's where my knowledge of it. Uh, uh, I don't know how to do that. I do know most people lose money trading options. It's like the guy saying, "Hey, let me tell you how to flip houses." It's like, why aren't you flipping houses? Why are you telling me how to? Well, if you're so profitable, why are you wasting your time to? It's the same thing. Let me tell yeah. you my options trading trading strategy. It's like, why are you trading options? Like, if I had a way to arbitrage off the the stock market, the options market, the hell if I tell anyone. Mm -hmm. So you you know if 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 someone's offering you a class on options trading, that trading platform doesn't work because you'd be insane. It's like, hey, I found the gold and it's over here. You, that's literally what they're saying. You would not tell anyone that. So it's it's people who probably don't make money on options trading selling you how to trade options. I want to ask you about metals after this uh, yeah. super chat from Troy. He says cash debt ratio for T. What's TSLA? I think that's the ticker symbol for uh, Tesla. Yeah. Tesla. Okay. So that's Tesla. So cash debt ratio for Tesla is best for the auto industry, which is crap to begin with anyway. So it's like investing in the airline industry. I mean, you'll probably make some money off the airline industry if you get in at the low point. Because uh, it's really got nowhere to go up once it once it bounces off the bottom a couple times, but yeah, TSLA is definitely Tesla. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm pulling ah, Google's Pull all over the place. I'm trying. I, oh, here Google we go. Stuff. Financials. All right, here's the financials. Compare Booty it to GM Booty. just as a comparison, or like Ford. Well, for if I could pull it up, Google's being that's the income statement. Where's the balance sheet? It it's not worth it. It's not even worth looking. I'd at. have to, I'd have to look it up. And the problem, I mean, I looked at it yesterday. And it's got a, a negative PE. It's not a good one. Yeah, it's losing money. I, it's like saying, "Hey, do you want a big pile of constipation or you want a big pile of diarrhea?" It's still the same stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage. Um, what's your opinion on metals? There's a lot of people uh, going on these days about silver and gold, and silver is better than gold, and the ratio of silver to gold, and silver silver. I have a buddy. I have a buddy who wrote a book called Trade the Ratio, and mm. it was specifically on that. But it, it was it, it, once again, it's arbitrage. It's you're looking at charts and graphs, and and if you're interested, it was in, he had a good, interesting, um, <clears throat> and he proved it philosophically. Like like here, if you want to trade the ratio, anytime it goes above this, buy gold. Anytime it goes above this, buy silver. So he was right in that one regard. But um, even the word investing. In precious metals, that's wrong. You do not invest. An investment pays you back a dividend over the course of the time. I bought a ten million dollar sports bar. It generates a million in income every year. Ten years, I got my original investment back, and now I have a perpetuity of a million dollars per year for the rest of my life. Gold and silver don't poop out little pieces of gold and silver, and then they grow to become big pieces of gold. And it just is gold and silver. And so, what they are is really more just a, uh, an insurance a hedge against hyperinflation and a collapsing economy. Um, I always recommend people have 200 ounces of silver because if the economy collapses, gold is going to be too valuable. I'd even recommend some junk silver. Uh, if you go back uh, in like the 40s and 30s or before that, there was actual real silver in most uh, countries' currency, the silver-colored currency. Mm. Um, but you're not like, you're not buying silver saying, I hope it goes up to $50. And I mean, yeah, okay, it's nice if it does, but- you you hope it doesn't because if silver's going up to fifty dollars an ounce, your electricity likely isn't turned on. Um, there are bodies in the streets. It, it, it's not good if you're relying on your silver. So um, it's it's a part of every portfolio, I'd say, but no more than two hundred ounces, which is I think 
three thousand dollars now, maybe yeah, twenty eight hundred. It's like twelve, thirteen bucks an ounce. Not not much. That's per person, you know. So you got a family. Um, but it's it's the same thing with cryptocurrency. A lot of people, uh, for whatever your opinion about it, uh, I think it's a great hedge. I wouldn't invest or speculate on it, you know, like try to trade in and out of it. But uh, and prices are, are still pretty high. Uh, but I think everybody's shown a little bit of cryptocurrency, <laughs> not a lot, but a couple grand worth. So yeah, uh, crypto's been interesting because my you know my initial thought on it was it's like digital gold because that's what I've been hearing for years. But clearly, when the market goes down, it went down a lot more than gold mm -hmm. did. So it's clearly not digital gold now. No. But today it had a nice rally and. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's. Uh, I still have my Bitcoin. I'll probably buy some more. You know, if it goes down a, a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I think it's a nice hedge. Got a bunch of super chats that came in here. Here's your favorite one, Aaron. How do you like <laughs> with the girls? <laughs> he follows you like herpes. Uh. How do you get that? Uh, well, I. Uh, nowadays, you just pay for it. Honestly, Corona Chan has me lonely. He goes, that's hilarious. All right, let me grab these other ones. Uh, Christian says, Rich, what's your take on car companies like Ferrari, Mercedes, AMG, Audi going all electric or hybrid? Do you think sports cars will be boring? Not if they're hybrid. Hybrids are great. I really like hybrids. I drove uh, LaFerrari in England down the Bruntingthorpe airstrip to 204 miles an hour, and they are fast. When you smash a hybrid motor to a big V12 or V10, they're fun. Um, what's that electric car? Um, it's got like 2,000 horsepower. What the hell is it called? Um, isn't that a Tesla? Or is it no, 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 no. It's um, it's like a hypercar. The dude's from uh, Croatia. Uh, what the hell is it called? I can't remember it for the life of me right now, but it's it's incredibly fast. Like It'll rip your face off, basically. It accelerates so fast, but uh, me, like I like the mechanical symphony of, you know, gas being, you know, burned, suck, squish, bang, you know, shoot it out the exhaust pipe and make lots of cool noises. That's, you know, that's just me. Um, Savvy says successful full-time YouTuber contemplating staying in a boring MRG. Uh, loving all your content, Rich, help me decide this is just for love. What's, what's, what's MRG? What does that mean? I, yeah. Uh... Boring, boring management. Mortgage? Boring? I don't know. Think Clarify for me, man. I'm, I'm not clear on what a boring MRG is, but uh, YouTube's a lot of work, especially these days, if you're talking about the stuff that Aaron and I talk about. Like, hey, uh, oh, okay, so is that marriage? Yeah, I think Ryan said marriage. marriage yeah, marriage. No. Okay, yeah. So staying in a boring marriage. Well, if you're in a marriage, dude, you're kind of stuck. <laughs> you're going to have to give up a lot if you want to leave that one. Um, that's a longer talk than uh, than a quick answer to that man. But uh, you ever hear I'll of this book? The, uh, you ever hear this book called The Rational Male, written by this Rollo Tomasi guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, by the, the answer might, might be in there. That's the short answer. Yeah, um, I might I might drop the join link towards the uh, and you know if we got some time and maybe take a couple of questions. But uh, hang around for that. I'll. I'll keep an eye out for you, Savvy. Uh, so do, 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 how do I get the girls? We got that one. What's your life goals, purpose, and mission, Aaron? Extend my life as long as possible, doing what I want the highest percentage of the time. That's that's <laughs> it. Don't die, have fun. Don't die, have yeah. <clears throat> I mean, stay healthy too. But no, right now the most immediate one is building my house in South Dakota. I sold my place in uh, the Twin Cities, and now we're we're building it out there. Uh, move out there, spend winters in in Vegas, never see snow again. And I, uh, that's about it. I want to go hike. I want to go look for agates. I want to shoot guns. I want to ride my motorcycle. I want to golf in Vegas. I want to hike. What's uh, in uh, 
What's in South Dakota? Like, why would you build a house there? Uh, it's not, I'm surprised how many people know about or don't know about this, but the far, far, far west corner of South Dakota is called the Black Hills. It's not a huge mountain range, not like the Rockies or anything, but it's, it's nice. Um, but that's where the Black Hills are. Mount Rushmore is the Sturgis Rally is. And I just love the place. Um, it's very pretty. It may not be as pretty as say Yellowstone or Jasper or Banff, but it's very pretty. Wonderful motorcycle riding, but then they got a ton of fossils. Like geologically, there's a ton of stuff out there. I found a brontosphere. I found orodonts. I found a clam this big. Um, they also have these agates. <clears throat> I think they even have like uh, garnets. And it's just a little hot. You can just go out in the middle of nowhere. This is what and, we're looking at, the Black yeah, Hills? Yeah, that's where you're looking at. Yep, that's the Black Hills. And right next to it, also do an image search of Badlands National Park. Badlands is in Alberta, isn't it? Uh, you also have Badland formations in Alberta, but the Badlands National Park in South Dakota. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's it there. And so it's just a wonderful, magical place. I love riding yeah. around and hiking. And um, what are the roads like over there? Are they nice and twisty? I, I'm guessing with the yeah. Once you get in the home. hills, they are yeah. Otherwise, yeah. The rest of South Dakota is just flat and straight, like Saskatchewan mm. or North Dakota. There's it's very boring. Um, but that's where I want to build hey, my look, there's house. There's a picture of you right there. Is that me? What? No, <laughs> no that's not me. <laughs> that's, that's <some> chick. <laughs> I'm sure if you search Aaron Clary Badlands, you'll find a picture of me out there. Let's see. <laughs> you probably will. Oh, there he is. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, there. Okay. Oh, that looks more like uh, Utah, but yeah. So that's that's my goal, and then um, I just want to relax i, I gotta work on anger i gotta work mm -hmm. on stress but once the house is built i'll be in my it's just a big backyard and then and then it's just going to be enjoy life you know and um you know stay in shape doing it the fun way not going to a gym because it's minus 15 degrees outside like no i'd be like hiking outside I, I went for a hike in vegas about three weeks ago four weeks ago it was wonderful because yeah. it was warm What's so that's your, what I um, want to do. Have fun. What's your go-to bike for long road trips? Um, if I had it be, I think it's a Kawasaki Vulcan, mm -hmm. but I, it was too big and I couldn't afford it. Um, but that was the most comfortable bike I've ever ridden. The one I have now in uh, the twin cities is a 1300 VTX. It's a Honda. And that's, that's a little big for me, but I like it very comfortable. And then back in Vegas, I got a Saber 1100. That's also a Honda. <clears throat> a little smaller. Uh, handles a little bit better. A uh, Honda, yeah, 2006 VTX. Yeah, there you go. That's it. It looks like a looks a lot like a Harley, man. You got saddlebags and a windscreen on that. that yep, saddlebags and all that. Yep. Yeah, yep. Okay. And it's you just it's like it because it's Honda and it's reliable. You don't have to do anything. It just works. You got it. You yeah. <laughs> you. You pop the seat. There's the battery. You could charge it. You push. The, it's it's very easy to to operate on, and yeah, and it doesn't break down. Yeah, I've been looking for another bike, man. Maybe I'll pick one up and go for a ride with you. Well, come on out whenever you're there. Yeah, all right. I'll dig that up later. I just let a little placeholder for myself to see what that's all about. Uh, we got a, another one here for Super Chat. He says some massive, beautiful caves in Dakotas too. Are you a uh, caver? Uh, not really. He's, yeah, Atham. Atham. He's well, he's a buddy of mine. He yeah. uh, and he's a he's a spelunker. He's a serious. He's in charge. Uh, he's the president of his caving group. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, he is out in California. <clears throat> I've done so, some caving. I've done some caving. I did uh, Cheddar Gorge in England. That was, um, you know, that was an interesting uh, tour. They take you deep inside that uh, bad boy. They turn off the lights, and you, you've never seen dark until you get down yeah. in a cave. I don't know if you've ever done that. Mm -hmm. You can't see your hand in front of your face. No. Like it's it's just black. There's no yeah. There's none. There's um, yeah. I've I've done a couple cave tours. There's Jewel Cave and oh, what was the other one? Jewel and something in South Dakota. And these caves are not even fully explored yet. They've shown maps. There are literally hundreds of miles of caves because it goes wherever the water is. Mm -hmm. And you could go on caving tours where it takes three days to get down to where they've stopped exploring and continue to explore and chart. Um, and Atham's told me much about it. But yeah, there's there's some caves out in South Dakota too. And they think they inevitably connect, but they haven't figured it out yet. But yeah, it, it, there's a lot of stuff to do in South Dakota. Uh, Eric's got a question for you here on an Airbnb cabin in Spearfish Canyon. Do you think it would do well? Is it making money when we're not there? Um, the it, it, yeah, Spearfish Canyon depend. I mean, everything depends on price. I mean, it, it depends on what your monthly outweighs. That's one of the most sought after properties. I would have bought in Spearfish Canyon, but I don't have the money. <laughs> but there's some beautiful, beautiful properties in Spearfish. Um, and the thing is with the Sturgis rally, although that's going to be dying out because it's all old people, uh, Spearfish Canyon, uh, you could, you could get top dollar during the Sturgis rally, pay for your property taxes and your, your, um, your insurance, I assume, depending on the price of the property. Uh, but a property in general, you need someone to manage it, man. And up in Spearfish Canyon, they get a ton of snow. You got to worry about your roof collapsing if you get too much snow. So you're going to have to have yeah, someone you don't go get up the there snow and, off. You're screwed. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go and 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 check that out. Uh, have someone uh, have eyes on the ground there. It looks nice, man. It's, uh, it's a nice little pocket. It's a nice little corner. I'm I'm guessing it's not that expensive because I know what your spending habits are like. I'm I'm guessing you're building this house for like twenty bucks or so. Or oh uh, yeah, it's a teepee. I mean, I'm hanging out. Yeah, I'm just going out. No, it's it's a. <clears throat> I made I made off rather well with my house. Yeah. I'm frugal. And so, yeah, but no, the, the proceeds are going to go to build the house and it's not going to be a huge house, but it's going to be a nice house. This is probably the nicest thing I've ever afforded myself. Are you going remote? You're going to get away from people? It's like pretty get off my remote. Sort of yeah. Stuff? Not, yeah. Well, no, there won't be gun emplacements or things like that, but there's, no. I got neighbors that are three, five, 600 yards away. Um, it's, it's within a, a larger development, but I got a 3.8 acre uh, spread. So there, you could see the house. Close but to it's, water, you got a source of water on yep, the property. Yep, water yeah. and that's the biggest mistake I see a lot of guys do. They'll go out and they'll, you know, they're like, I'm, you know, I'm leaving the city, I'm going far away, and you're like, you know, you got to come over and see, it. and you're like, where's the source of water, dude? And it's like, <laughs> well, we get it from a well. Okay, well, that's one spot, but what about a river or something like that? That'd be nice, but I don't know. You don't always get it. Yeah. Um, let's see here, wind cave is what you're thinking. Yeah, okay, we're all wind caught cave, up there. Yeah. Um. Talked about metals, talked about the markets, talked about, do you think it's the COVID-19 or is it the China virus? I, I, I couldn't stop laughing yesterday when I heard Donald Trump call it the China virus because it I, comes from China. I, 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 you know what? If everybody's got sand in their vaginas because someone says it's the China virus, good. I hope, you, I hope you're very upset because it's not racist. That's not yeah. – I, I, uh, I got other things to worry about. I, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Marvel – you almost have to laugh at the at, at being politically correct. Uh, Marvel, there's a guy called Daniel 
Flabbergaston or something like that. I forget his name. He writes for the Stephen Colbert show. Uh-huh. Well, he he came out with a new comic, and uh, it's I forget the name of it, but the the new comic book characters in it, one, there, one is called Snowflake, and the other one is called Safe Space, and it is the affirmative action hire of Marvel, and everybody is dumping on this guy, and it's yeah. it's laughable now. So I I don't pay attention to the news. I, I, okay, fine. It's the China that. virus. I the state of the of the of the whiners, the moaners, and the sulkers, and the crybabies, and the hissy fitters today. It's just it's just it's so funny. It's it's just so incredibly interesting to me to see these people flip out over something. Like, are they going to go and change the name of the Black Plague next? Right. 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 You know, do we got to call it something else because that offends somebody today? Even though it was whenever it's like you know the China virus bothers bothers like two or three people. Um, Alyssa Milano made a big stink about it today. I, I tweeted at her today, by the way, that's uh, red flag number 17 hissy fits, uh, you know, women that can't process their emotions probably. So check out that tweet and have a laugh at it. Um, let's see here. We got a couple more super chats in my area. We dodge feces as a sport. <laughs> yeah, Juan's in San Francisco. He's on uh, a minimus can play to win in any economy. Wife and kids, uh, not so much. This Black Swan event has me doubling down on minimalism. Any insights? Uh, if you can go back in time, what would you tell yourself at 30? I don't know. Min- minimalism has always been a policy for me. and I, I When think did it become a policy for you? When did you realize, I don't need the big stupid house? And well, I when I was three. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> when I when there was no Christmas toys, when I guess when maybe I was seven and my brother was my size, and then we shared toys. I was like, mm-hmm. I really became anti-communist at that point. Uh, no, there there really wasn't a choice. But one thing I like about minimal, especially when you get older, is oh, you see, whatever. Oh, look, the jet setting. Oh, they're going to Paris. Oh, they got the fancy sports car, and. It, after a while, you're like, wait, I'm I'm 30, you know, and and I don't need this, and I have fun with my friends, and and uh, having the peace and calm and freedom that comes with not having debt mm. is is way more valuable to me uh, than any material item. And you know, I don't have nice cars, I don't have a fancy truck. My my you're motorcycle. Not a car guy, no, I'm not. No, I'm I mean really you got not. a nice little convertible. We'll call it a nice yeah. Little- well, yeah. Yeah. And I like my I got I love my truck, but it's always been a tool for me. Uh yeah. now I do have I do have fancy I'll 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 drop occasionally some <clears throat> I'll afford myself some nice things. I got a Tavorex 95. It's a it's a bullpup gun and it's tricked out and I like it. Mm. Um what else? I'm I'm spending a little bit of money on this house. I like, you know, I'm gonna have a nice patio to smoke a, but minimalism has always just been a policy, and once you live it after a while, you don't you don't need the the stuff. Also, working in banking and seeing people's income statements and balance sheets, I was like, you can't afford that truck. You, you nobody can afford it. So I most people are full of crap when it comes to the way right. they virtue signal the world and and money. Like like me coming from the credit and collection space, there's there's millions and millions of people in Canada that I've seen. I've seen their credit reports. I see how they live. I see what their income you know looks like. I see how heavily leveraged they are in their mortgages. And it's like, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody today about. Um, you know, this individual that's got some money problems because they're not working right now. And it's like, you know, have you been in that house for whatever it is, 30, 40 years and you haven't paid it off? Like, you know, right. why, like, why do you still have a mortgage on it? Right. Like, I, like, I don't understand the concept of, of, of digging yourself in such a hole, you know, whether it's to keep up with the Joneses or to make your wife happy, it just doesn't make any sense to me. 
I got a buddy who lives in a major metro. You'll love this story, Rich. Uh, <clears throat> and he's in the nicest town suburb of that major metro. And every time I go visit him, he tells me it's because him and uh, his wife, um, they hear the gossip and everything. Now, this guy's paid off his place. He's a minimalist. He fixes his own cars. Uh, he bought in at the bottom. And he's like, don't tell anyone. And all he hears from people is, okay, we got this house and we got this much equity and they'll go and read to the basement or wife wants a new SUV. And like, nobody has any equity in the homes. Mm. And I called them once this Corona thing started happening because they all live paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was like, how many wives are leaving their husbands now? How many, how many right. houses are, he's like, it hasn't happened yet. You're but gonna see it. Yeah, you can see it. Cause these guys, when the economy was booming and unemployment was 3.7%, these people were just treading water. Now, holy, and now that the kids are coming back. So I, uh, yeah, that th there's so much fake plastic posers out there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, less less than 5% of the Ferraris or the Mercedes or whatever you see out there are actually owned by rich people. The rest of the people are, are renting. Here's... Here's what I think. I'll get into it in a second. But, um, you know, like you guys have been so great and generous to us tonight with the super chats and everything. Here, Here's a join link. If you guys want to ask a, a question, join, click through. Just make sure you got a decent mic and headphones on so we don't have a problem with audio. But um, here's what I think is going to happen. You're going to see a lot of relationships tested because women hate incompetent men. Women hate men that don't have a backbone. Women hate men that can't get anything. I mean, the world in general doesn't like guys that are sulkers and whiners that, that can't get something done. And if there's problem with problems with money, if there's problems with acquiring resources for the household, if there's problems dealing with challenges, women don't want to step up to the plate and deal with that stuff. They'll, they'll do it if they have to. If they're forced to, because they've been told their entire lives, you know, you go girl, you can be a man too, blah, blah, blah. But they legitimately want to stand behind a strong, masculine, virtuous guy that can do all those things and, you know, take the brunt of it. They want to ride on the shoulders of giants. So we're going to see a lot of relationships tested over the next few weeks, maybe months. We'll see how long this thing lasts. So, so that's one thing. We're seeing a lot of um, women who, um, you know, again, have been sold a, a bill of sales by, um, you know, toxic feminism, we'll call it. I tweeted about this today. I think this will be the topic for Rule Zero on uh, Saturday. Um, you know, who are working in salons, uh, admin assistants, uh, cutting hair, doing nails, nails yeah, right. you know, like all the stuff that, you know, let them live paycheck to paycheck and put a roof over their heads and their kids' heads. And, you know, like all the Karens of the world that, you know, got divorced and took the kids sort of thing. And, you know, they're strong and dependent. And they don't need no man. But if they're not working right now, I guarantee they're going to change that tone. You know, there's, there's going to be a shift depending on how, how long this goes over over more to oh maybe masculinity is valuable maybe i do need a guy maybe i need to be more feminine maybe i you know there's probably a lot of guys and i've started to see this already in my community but i've already seen guys talking about how their phones are blowing up with the uh, dms and text messages really from, no kidding yeah, from like oh. women that they've been in touch with in the past whether they're old plates or if they're on dating sites there's one guy telling me today goes i've never been so popular on a dating site before right so you know, we're starting to see, you know, all these strong independent women that are having a hard time or are starting to see, you know, some struggle coming their way. And, um, you know, beta bucks looks looks pretty good at that point in time for scenarios like that. But, um, yeah, this will be a real test, man. This is, you know, this will certain, certainly test the strength of, of uh, feminism. I haven't heard a peak about, you know, men suck in the last couple of weeks. 
Have you? I well, see, but I don't. I don't really pay attention. It it just goes with the. It's background noise for me now. I mean, it's kind of like I get. I, I yeah, get you just kind of do your own thing and play D and D and yell at your camera like every couple of days. And don't forget my video. ballet polka dancing or whatever the hell you said. Yeah. Uh, no, I I uh, two things you said there though that it depends on one how long this goes on. If again, if we discover the cure tomorrow, this all goes away and we'll laugh at it. They're not, it's not coming anytime soon. Somebody posted earlier that they're using this malaria, you know, drug to cure it, but this malaria drug that they're talking about has awful side effects and it doesn't deal with the virus itself. It just, it just deals with, you know, the immunity issues and maybe slowing it down. Oh, well, whatever. It, assuming this lasts a while. There it is. I, power, I, power parent LARPing has diminished greatly. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I think, especially with these, oh, we're going to give people $1,000. Oh, we're going to give them $2,000. I think the government's going to come in and ride to the rescue here. Yeah. I think the, I, because I'm an eternal pessimist, because I'm always proven that it's right. Oh, they um, will for sure. They're yeah, starting to do it in Canada. Like they're already, like Justin Trudeau said today, you know, we're making sure all the single moms have money. Right. Uh, you know, we're giving you a, a bigger tax credit, a child tax benefit. So, you know, of course the state's chipping in because, you know, the men are no longer the head of the household. So the state needs to do it. Right. And, 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 you know, it's, it's no skin off my back. Uh, but <clears throat> I, I do believe that's going to, women are not going to be coming groveling back saying, okay, I'll be the stepper housewife. That's not going to happen. I think there's going to be enough government money uh, to shield them uh, from any consequences. Yeah, more, of course. Right. <clears throat> but what I have noticed, and, and it, it, this has been twice now is uh, two women. I can't mention who uh, they, they contacted me. What are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? What am I doing? Well, what, what's your plan? Do you, what do you, and it's like my guy, and I can't say who or what, but my guy who they're romantically involved with, well, he's not doing anything. I'm like, oh, I see. Well, my plan is I have guns, and I've uh, five years ago bought, you know, trained, and I bought stuff, and I have silver, and then I have a friend who lives, you know, south of where I am, that if it really gets bad, there's water. Oh, well, what should we do? I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> you don't have a man. <laughs> You're married, love, death to us, and this, and they are. They play video games. They don't. There there's is. no foreplanning. There's no nothing. And and I'm like, and you got to come to talk to some dipshit on the internet. Yeah. You know? And so yeah, and, and so where's the finances? I think will be taken care of. The the fear, you know, the zombie apocalypse. I think that might get them. And is what you're seeing, or your 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 agents in the field are seeing, where all of a sudden. Women are starting to DM guys because now, okay, yeah, the government might give you a check, but does it have a gun? Does it come with a personal bodyguard? Mm -hmm. Can you? Does it come with a truck that you can haul your shit with? Uh, a lot mm -hmm. of that. Is it six foot three, built like a brick shit house, and two hundred and ten pounds? It could do right. problem a gun and knock somebody out, even if he doesn't have a gun. You know, there's not a lot of guys out there that are that competent, right? Right. And everybody's been sneering at it for years. Like I've been saying for years, chase excellence, not women. Go do the work on yourself. You know, learn combat skills. You know. Um, and then I get yelled at when I'm like, well, I've got a couple months of food stores. Well, you're a part right. of the problem, but you shouldn't be hoarding food and all that sort of stuff. It's like, dude, I've always had it. it and it's forget <clears throat> prepping or da da. Let's just talk like basic emergency preparedness. You know, survival like, skills. I, yeah, survive. Like, okay, like, I got can you read a map. You can, <laughs> maps. Do you have a map? Do you know how to use a compass. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know where the North Star? Yeah, and it's stuff like that where I'm like, 
wow, this is a big failure of men. And now the dipshit who, you know, maybe, I don't know. Uh, really of what happens when the power goes out? Yeah. <laughs> You're really good with that joystick, but uh, here, here's a real gun. Okay, you don't even know how to prime it. All right, never mind. Just give it back to me. <laughs> go make food with the women. Jesus. <laughs> go and go and scavenge. Uh Christian, here I'll here I'll pull you in, man, because you're the first one to pop in. So you're up. Throw us throw us a question. Fire away. Go ahead. Um, yes. Yeah, so my concern is, you know, I live in New Jersey and we're in lockdown. And I'm just asking myself, how how long does this is gonna last? Because some people are saying till all the way till August, July, other people are saying it's gonna last till, till a year. So, like, I'm worried about, like, the economic implications that this will cause and, you know, how businesses will recover, may not recover at all. I mean. Well, this is this is the place that you leave yourself in, gentlemen, when you rely on an employer to provide for you or the state to provide for you. Because when shit hits the fan and, and this isn't a shit hits the fan sort of event, this is kind of like somebody right. flipped a fan right like nothing really bad has, has happened just yet we still have electricity the government's pretty much offering to send people money i mean they're doing that here in canada i heard trump talk about that today um you know they're talking about not throwing people out if if they have problems you know paying rent so um there's there's lots of protectionary measures going in place but i mean do you have you know six to twelve months worth of money set aside for living expenses no do you own guns I mean, no, because it's so hard to get a gun permit in New Jersey. I'm not allowed to carry conceal. Okay, but I mean, I can't carry conceal in Canada, but I own four guns, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, so, I want to. Honestly, I, I want to own a gun you have, at some point. Do you have gold or silver? No. You, have you got friends. Worth of food. Do you have a network of friends? Like, hey, if something goes bad, you, me, and, and Bobby are going to go meet over at Frank's house and we're going to hunker down, and here's our here's our responsibility. I, mean, I have friends, but they're kind of clueless. They're probably even worse position this than is, I am. This is so what happens like, when <laughs> when you subscribe to the newsletter of just trust the state, trust your employer, and everything will be fine. Because then you end up yourself in a scenario where you're like, okay, yeah, now I'm I, talking I don't to trust Rick the government. Who, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't trust anything what CNN tells me or like the fucking yeah, yeah. So, I don't trust it, but... So, so the question I have for you then is why didn't you why didn't you prepare better for it? Well, first of all, this Corona thing caught up everyone by surprise. Everybody. Well, you know? not really. I mean, you know, we had SARS. We had uh, here. I can pull up all the all the different. Oh, well, H one N one, swine yeah, flu, like, pig flu, yeah, but bird flu. First, like, like I mean, like, like you're not twelve years old, right? Like, how old are you? Uh, Twenty six. Okay, so I mean, like you've seen SARS then, right? Because that was in your life. Yeah, I remember. But here's the thing: I don't, I don't recall that we had you no know, curfews, major shutdowns, mm -hmm. quarantine. I don't remember hearing those kind and, of stuff. And, and dude, this is just a basic flu bug that kind of spreads a little bit more than the flu. What happens right. when the next bio, whether it's bioengineered or it skips from a bat to a cow to a dog to a human in China next time, and then spreads around the world? What happens when that gets out? And that's way more fatal, right? Like the fatality that's I, rate yeah, that's, is that high. That's so, what I think about as well. Like, Yeah. So, I mean, be thankful right now that it's not that bad and it probably right. won't get that bad. But what happens next time around if it does get that bad? Are you going to have money? Are you going to have guns? Are you going to have a store of food and water? Like, are you going to be competent? Are you going to be able to 
you know, do you have a network of men that you can rely on in your inner circle, a tribe that you can draw a perimeter around that you can trust that you can go right. somewhere with, right? Like these are all things that, that men need to understand and learn how to do. Cause if you don't, then you end up in a scenario where you're like, what's going on, man? How long and, is this going to last? And like what Aaron said, like when it comes to like meet competent guys as friends, it's like kind of hard. Like, especially I live in a state in metropolitan area, right? Most guys like deep shit. They're mm. concerned about fucking bullshit and, you know, pl- uh, smoking weed and shit. They, mm. they don't know what to do in situations like that, you know? Yeah. So, but well, here's that. Christian. Yeah. Let me, let me, Christian, let, we, we could talk about what we should have, could have, would have, but this should be instructional never to have it happen again but going forward what's great about this quote crisis the stores aren't closed down i stocked up on some uh, shotgun ammo because i need to yeah. practice firing a well, shotgun so you can well, hang on christian hang on so you could go what do you need just go online start researching basic stuff for a bug out bags basic stuff you need for survival it's mm-hmm. going to probably include a weapon some ammo some iodine pills for water um you know clothes some plastic and that's what you can do for now you're going to have to come up with a plan. If you're in Jersey, like Metro, you're going to have to go to where there's not people. You got to have a plan. Gas in the car, gas in the truck. You got to find some buddies you can trust. Um, you know, and, and, and Christian, do trust you me. I know how hard that is to find people. It's like, I hey, know. we should all learn how to fire guns and maybe clean yeah. them. What? <laughs> Are you crazy? What's join, iodine? Join a gun club, right? Because that's yeah, where they're all going club. now anyway. Yeah, right? but I mean, I, you're kind of late do- for it, but. When what the I do have itself, is that's what uh, you do. A, a gallon full of gas ready to use. My car's full tank. I have food stocked up in my refrigerator there for like a couple of weeks. So that I, I was able to do. You know, I could go to the supermarket, get some regular regular stuff that I need. I mean, everything is normal when it comes to like CVS, Walgreens. Right. Uh, how how, how uh, well versed are you in, in hand-to-hand combat? Not that good. <laughs> no? Start. Right. I mean, like this is something like join a dojo and take up Krav Maga, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, boxing. Probably the two most u- useful skills that you can use would be boxing and Krav Maga. Krav Maga is really good for uh, dealing with attackers to inflict maximum damage without without hurting yourself and getting away right. from them or protecting mm-hmm. people that are around you. And boxing's got really good striking skills, right? Yeah. And you know, the most frustrating about this is like I, w- I was looking for, you know, to start my, my business right and i work two jobs right? i have a morning job and i have a night job i do deliveries and the, the the place that i work at when i do delivery they're gonna close next week until further notice because yeah. the sales are too low you know he's getting frustrated he's getting scared so he's shutting down the place next week till further notice so i don't know how am i gonna you know save the money that i want to save start my own business because this whole coronavirus has caused a logistic and a shipping crisis, you know. So well, what, I wouldn't worry about that for now. Let's no? let's worry about basic stuff and making uh, rent and getting food, and then your business could come later. But you're, yeah, you're basically a cork floating down a river right now, and there's not much you can do about it, right? But learn from this scenario because these sorts of things happen every eight, 10, 12, you know, 15 years, like usually within about every eight to 15 years, you're going to see something like this that could be a black swan event, right? You know, you're not expecting it. Uh, if you haven't read the book, then read the book. It's called The Black Swan by Nicholas uh, or Talim Nicholas Talab or something like that. Anyway, you can look up, you know, The Black Swan. I've, I've probably got the names backwards. Do you know what a bug out bag is? 
a bug out bag. Yeah, like, bug out bag. Like you know, a, a bag with basic basic essentials like on the go. I there guess. you go. Yep. Uh, yeah. Right, so, I got it right. So I mean, like these are all things that you should you should have lined up. You should have cash reserve. You should have guns. You maps. Should have yourself. You should have maps. I mean, what happens if the cellular network goes down? Like most people don't even know how to read a map today. Right. Well, I know how to read them. I used to read maps before when, I, when my mom used to work for Domino's mm -hmm. and I'm talking about way back in 05, 04. And sometimes mm -hmm. my mom would buy a map of the city. Right. And but I mean, if I you would look at it, I would look at the map in a while. Looking. Most people still rely on GPS in their car or their phone, right? I mean, you yeah, have 100 people. I guarantee you, like, at least 90 of them won't know how to read a map. Yeah. It's going to be really fucked up. Right. So, like, all the all the preppers that you see these prepper shows on TV, and I guarantee you the prepper channels are going to get lots of traffic, you know, like right. this event, and, you know, especially after it. They're probably smug as hell right now. They're laughing their asses off. <laughs> but right. um, yeah, man, you, you know, just learn from this event. It's it's probably not going to be that bad, right? Like it's, not, it's right. not that big of a deal. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. It could get worse. But, um, you know, you're basically a cork floating down the river right now. There's not much you can do, man. I know. Yeah, I hate being like that right now. It sucks, well, don't it? There, yeah, but, but yeah. hey. The electricity is still on, and there's still stuff in the stores. So yeah, you, you're not hopeless now. Now you go you do exactly what Rich said. Go, go get your bug out bag, put it together, and then you know find some friends in a rural place where there's water. Well, learn, the, learn the hand only, to hand combat skills too. The only rural rural pl place that I know is uh west the western part of New Jersey, like Warren County, uh Hackett's Hackettstown, or um. White New Jersey, PA, Lancaster. Sure, what, wherever, wherever. That's up to you, man. You got to figure it out on your own. Yeah, it's but yeah. All right. Well, All thanks, right. Christian. Appreciate it. Thanks. It's good to see you on the internet finally. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Take care. He's a regular. Right? He's uh, yeah. They show up. Uh, let's see, we got we got Daniel here. We'll throw him on, and then we'll and then we'll wrap it up. Daniel, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? Hey. Hey, hey cool question. So. I'm new to the stock market thing, uh, but I just came across the uh, Robinhood app. I was wondering what you guys think about it and what percentage. I mean, I know everyone's uh, situation is uh, different, but uh, let's say you have 40 grand in cash. Uh, how much percentage would you say would you drop in, in the stock market now? Oh, it, it all it. it depends on. I mean, do you, how, what's your debt situation like? Do you have any high interest bearing debt? Do you, I mean, what do you got? Debt I mean, free. That, you're debt free. Okay. Debt -free. Uh, yeah. Do you, you got any, uh, so no mortgage. Do you have a mortgage? Do you have a house? None. None. Okay. None. Do you want a house? Yes. You do want a house. Do you know where you want to live? Yes. You do. Then what I would be doing, I I wouldn't throw all your eggs into a down payment on a house, but that's that's your down payment money. So I would spend your time, especially now with you, you're sitting pretty with forty grand cash, all this dry gunpowder, and hopefully this it's not just stocks that go down in value, but housing prices that go down in value. But if you know the town and the area you want to live, and you have forty grand cash, I'd be using that as kind of a, as down payment money. But I would also diversify a little bit, maybe throw at least five or ten grand, a little some of it into the stock market, you know, keeping in mind it could go down and this is the worst financial advice I've ever given everybody and you're guaranteed to lose your money. But I, I'd be, I'd be in the housing market is what I'd be doing looking for that. So, I mean, I will be a first time home buyer 
honestly, I, do, I will not have to put it like a 20%. Where do you live? Are you in the States or in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. North Carolina. Okay. Well, you, here's the thing that, but I know you won't have to put 20% down, but if you don't put 20% down, you got to pay mortgage interest. Uh, I'm sorry, mortgage insurance, not mortgage interest, mortgage insurance. Um, and depending on where you are in North Carolina, prices are going to drastically differ, but you don't want to be paying mortgage insurance. Um, because that's just like added interest payment on, on, a, on a mortgage. So, um, especially you're, don't be in a rush for this at all. Go find a realtor, go look around at prices, be patient, your wait, uh, because I, I don't think prices are going to be going up with, with the coronavirus out there. Hey, who knows? Home prices are going to go up. I think they're yeah. going to cool off some. And at the yeah, same absolutely. time, when it comes to the stock market, I've, I'm sitting on a lot of cash now. I mean, I bought one or two positions. I, I bought two. I sold the second one. I made some money on it, but I'm really waiting for the market to dip below 16,000 right now for the Dow anyway. So going back to the Robin Hood app, uh, so are you, what do you guys think about it? I mean, because it's asked a lot of uh, personal questions, like my personal information, like my social security number and all that. No, no, so, we don't want that. No, <laughs> no. That's all know your customer stuff. It's standard, right? I mean, before you open up anything with a investing company, you gotta you gotta give them all your details. It is what it is. Yeah. Are you saying are you saying Robinhood wants that information? Yes. Yeah. Oh that's yeah, that's right. normal. Yeah. I thought you meant you, we wanted that information. Like, no, 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 That's yeah, that's so, normal. Yeah, that. That's that because yeah. you gotta they gotta report your income to tax or to the IRS and all that other stuff. So that's that's normal. Okay. Awesome. All right, man. Well, Thanks. I, uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks, Dan. Um, let's do one more real, real quick. Cause I got Dave on, he's in my community. I don't want to let him down here. So quick question, Dave. Yeah. You're on. I'm on. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Can um, with Aaron moving from Minneapolis, St. Paul to, uh, South Dakota, it seems like that's a, almost another climate shift into from cold to colder. <laughs> <laughs> he's staying in Vegas. You all, th you all think it's just. Texas, California, New York, and uh, the other cold state. No, it's it's warmer out there because it gets a Chinook effect off of the mountains. Okay, because because yeah. I live in Washington and I I'm looking at other places to go to uh, from this liberal area to somewhat more conservative, and I'm I'm not looking forward to to harsh winters. What uh, what are you in Seattle, Washington? Texas, yeah, I'm just man. I'm Texas just warm. They got a very yeah. favorable tax system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was want, nice. You could stay in Washington. I mean, what about Spokane or uh, Wenatchee? I mean, do you want a big city or you want something smaller or what? Spokane's got, nice. I've been there. Yes, yeah, Spokane's nice. But the problem is you're within the border of all the liberal crazy wackos mm -hmm. in Seattle. So, yeah. you know, even though eastern Washington is much more gun friendly and much more um, traditional, uh, you know, the craziness over here is just, you know, insane. I'd, I'd go, uh, if you like Washington State, um, every major metro is a, a leftist Marxist shithole. That's just how it is. Sometimes literally, <laughs> literally a shithole because you're stepping over shit. And I've been to Seattle and, and Tacoma and it is shit. Uh, but yeah, if you don't want to leave Washington State, I don't think you have to because your your main thing is going to be <clears throat> your state income tax, which they don't have. Yet. Yet. But if they do have that, then you could move again. Then you're looking at like Texas. I still am a big fan of Nevada. 
because you have Las Vegas is a huge metro town. It's open 24 seven. Well, not now, but it's wonderful. It's very hot during summer, but uh, yeah. there's no state income taxes. Texas is good. Uh, Rich, you mind if I don't mean to plug a book, but it would help them. Yeah, go ahead. I got a, you might want to read this or just look at the charts. Uh, it's called reconnaissance, man. What I did is I broke down the United States um, methodologically on the best places to go and live for a gun, gun-minded, freedom-minded, low-tax-minded type of people. What are and the it, top three? Top three, uh, <clears throat> well, it, that's where I, I didn't come up with the top three okay. because that's my personal. I, I, the, it boils what, down to my your top me, personal picks? Vegas, South Dakota, um, and in Florida. Hmm. Specifically, Rapid City or the Black Hills area of South Dakota, Las Vegas, Nevada, and then um, St. Petersburg, Tampa area of Florida. But again, Dave is not me, and I am not Dave. But the the book would it, it whittles it down like Tennessee. Some people love Tennessee. I'm not a big fan of Texas. Some people love Texas. Phoenix that has state income taxes, but it's a wonderful town. Arizona is a wonderful state. Uh, so there's and they like their guns too. So. Uh, there's he doesn't have to move out of Washington, but yeah, there's a lot of nice warmer places than Washington State. Well, I was I was considering uh, Nevada, probably in the Reno area versus Las Vegas. Um, I have lived in Central Texas for a while, so I know what that environment's like. But it's all the crazy Californians are moving to Austin, so yeah. that kind of tells you where that's going. Yeah, you know that's and gonna go south real quick. It already has, and a lot of people are upset. Uh, okay, but. Uh, but uh, there you go. The other, the other thing, I'm kind of a prepper, but not really a full, you know, crazy foam with the mouth prepper. But uh, what do you think about tailoring your preps for your the most likely scenarios? Like on the East Coast, it would be hurricanes and ice storms. Yeah, and, why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, I mean that's. I mean, like you're not going to prepare for earthquakes and. You know, South Dakota, right? Unless they get them there. No, I don't know. They don't. They got one in Utah, though, yesterday, but not. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it 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 depends, but mobility is another huge thing. And I'd, and the having a network of people, um, Jack Donovan's book, The Way of Men, is very key. Every, if you're going to prep, read that book because it shows, look, we can all be lone wolves, but in the end, you're going to need people and teams. Yeah, if for, if for any other reason that you can take sleeping and watch shifts. And not worry about, you know, it. Yeah. so that's, I, I wonder when, you know, yeah, okay, the water will go out if there's a hurricane on the East Coast. But um, if if you just do a simple basic modicum of prepping, you're you're beating 98% of the population. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I and, and you're going to be in way better shape. So that, you got uh, guns, you got food, you got water. Yep. You got some there gold go. or some silver. You got some metals. A little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I like wanna, you're better off than like, you know, like you said, yeah. like 95 percent of the people out there. Yeah, I want to, I want to get more uh, precious metals because I think that's going to be a a hedge in case of a real ugly scenario. But it could it could also be for an economic collapse too. Yeah, but you yeah, know, at, I mean, it's not a great store of value, but it's you know, it's better than nothing. It's better than sitting on bills underneath your mattress. I mean, bro. Well, well, if you had a couple of ounces of gold and nobody else had anything, you'd mm. be like the one-eyed me- the one-eyed king. You know? <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. All right. Uh, apologies to anybody sitting there waiting. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, just gonna hit on this one real quick super chat here. Uh, 
hang on let's just make sure i uh catch everybody before we go would be a good place to start investing in the current situation if you have little money i don't want to miss out if you have little money i get a lot of guys that are like you know i got two thousand i got five thousand you're not going to turn it into a million dollars you're not going to turn a hundred thousand dollars you like even if you choose right and you buy the right stocks you might double it right so don't think for a minute you're going to turn like five grand into a hundred grand you're going to turn five grand into ten if you're lucky mm -hmm. um just get on the backs of giants, you know, like Aaron said before, you know, buy the index or, you know, buy the, uh, buy the Berkshire Hathaway stock, you know, uh, Warren Buffett knows what he's doing. I mean, the, the class A share has never been split, so you're not going to be able to afford that, but grab the class B or, you know, hop in on that and just hold on for the I, ride if you want. I, this, this presupposes he has an emergency fund. Um, every, every person out there should have what I call a micro fuck you fund. Yeah, Everyone thinks, that? fuck you, money, you know, oh, $2 million. Da, 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 da. Well, <clears throat> if you're going to run into a lot of shady bosses and lying bosses and, and impossible working situations, you need six months living expenses, I'd say. So if anytime you walk into a job and they and, and you're living, you know, like, oh, I paid I, and maybe you were very good. I paid off my credit card debt. I no longer have six thousand dollars in credit card debt. Yeah, but you got zero money now. And now you have to treat this sadist boss in this job you hate and detest and loathe for three months. So I would always, even if you have credit card debt, have $6,000 cash, mm -hmm. you know, or six months living expenses, I should say rather. Mm -hmm. So that if you ever, like you don't have to be a beggar, you could be a chooser at least somewhat when it comes to a job. But if you got that micro FU money and you got some extra money left over, yeah, you know, Berkshire Hathaway, whatever, but don't, don't expect to make a, a ton of money and it could go down. And it could go down. Got a got a hiking question for you. So let's make this the last one and we'll wrap All it right. up. Uh, looking for places to travel to Southern States next winter. Where should I go? Looking to do some hiking. Um, hiking, it's the Southern States. It ain't that great. You got your Appalachian Smoky Mountains. That's about it. So the best bet you're going to have is going to be Tennessee. I really like Knoxville, Tennessee. It's not as crowded as Atlanta. You're right up against the uh, Smoky Mountains National Park. And you can go down to Asheville, North Carolina. That's another beautiful town. Um, and you can kind of putz around in there. Uh, you, I mean, if you want to do the Appalachia Trail, you can. I'm spoiled rotten going out west all the time. Uh, so the the Smokies are a little pat on the head. Uh, otherwise, you get to Florida, it's flat. There's nothing to hike. Alabama, Mississippi, kind of same thing. I know everyone has the nice little parts that they can go hiking. But you really got to be in the, in the thick of the Smoky Mountains if you really want to do any hiking. Otherwise, for fun, I mean, if you've never been there, I'd spend some time in Florida. Um, I think if you spend three weeks in Florida, hitting all the different major towns, you can see what beach life is like. But you'll soon realize it's basically old people and what chain restaurant do you want to eat. But St. Petersburg, Tampa, Miami, Fort Myers, these are these are fun little towns, or big towns, actually. Uh, Atlanta's too big. I wouldn't deal with it. If you want more of a slow pace, Charleston uh and um raleigh i like raleigh a lot too uh but um i would i would avoid mississippi and alabama altogether kentucky meh. tennessee yes the east side of it isn't yeah, there a trail so, that runs up the appalachian spine yeah appalachia coast? trail yeah it's like okay. 1200 miles or something you know, so, yeah but that's what go. i do it, it it's uh it, but if you want something cosmopolitan basically commit yourself to going to florida all right 
Uh, Aaron, don't go anywhere just yet. I want to have a, a chat with you when we get off the air here. Just okay. want to quickly shout out to uh, channel sponsor just to say thank you to uh, Scott. Uh, Grondike Soap Company, Tactical Soap and Beard Oil. Check it out. Uh, there's a link pinned in the top description. Uh, if you click through on that, the coupon code's already applied, uh, but or you can visit Cooper Soup coopersoap.com uh, uh, handmade pheromone infused soap give you a little advantage of the sexual marketplace it's not going to solve your problems you're still going to need game and to uh look decent in a pair of clothes but uh consider it if you've enjoyed this broadcast it helps uh create more of it thanks for uh watching aaron thanks for joining me thanks sir and, yeah I, uh, I, you get all the cool urls man cooper soap look at that i don't that's cool. i didn't have to set it up man he took care yeah. of it for me Jeez. Yeah, you know, oh, set it up. Fun. He says, just, you know, throw it up there and I'll take care of it for you. So he's a great guy. So, you know, I can't thank him enough. Um, yeah, uh, hang on. I want to talk to you when we're off the air. I got a video that I'm going to release tomorrow that you guys should be watching. So make sure, uh, you know, if you're new to the channel, hit subscribe, notification bell, all the standard stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, leave me a, a comment below if you have somebody that you'd like to recommend that I get in touch with to, uh, you know, do a little bit of a play in the win episode. Uh, give me a recommendation. Happy to hear it. See you guys in the next one. Peace. All right.